0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You know, as it relates to the Red Sox, there were some potential goodbyes, right? We don't know if Xander Bogarts is, is coming back or not, but there were some more definite, definitive goodbyes. And one was Dennis Eckersley leaving the Nesson booth and retiring. I think he's going to California to spend more time with his family. And I really enjoyed— Chad Finn of the Boston Globes piece uh, on Eckersley as, as he was saying goodbye and obviously glad to have Chad on the program uh, as we do from time to time. Chad, good morning. How are you?
1: Hey, Brian. How's it going?
0: Uh, thanks for coming on. You know, how big a loss is, uh, you know, for me, I was always more Remy guy than, a, than an Eck guy, but he's obviously loved and he's, he's so different and unique. You know, what makes him, in your opinion, you know, special for Sox fans?
1: Yeah, a lot of reasons. Um, just completely honest, which you don't always get in the broadcast booth. I think we saw that a lot this year with people they were using to try to fill the void after Remy passed away last October, where Kevin Euclid would be in there, Millar, Tony Maserati, um, people like that. And there was always some hesitation from all of them to say exactly what they saw when things went wrong, where it just spills out accuracy. Um, you know, he's got his own lingo, own kind of sense of humor, and it's very unique. And I think people unfamiliar with him would say, ah, this is an act. But then you realize he's the exact same guy uh, in terms of the way you know he talks and thinks about baseball as he was when he got to Boston as a 23-year-old right-handed pitcher in, in March 1978. He's just a um, very distinctive character. He's about as authentic as it gets, and as we saw in that last broadcast, He's a person who's not shy about showing how he feels about things. Yeah. uh, You know, he got to find out uh, if he didn't know already how much people really uh, care about him and think highly of him. You know, I want to
0: talk about what the booth looks like moving forward in a minute. But, you know, was there anything that did you know everything about him before you wrote the piece? Like, I'll just say my like the one piece about what happened to him in Cleveland. I had no I, I didn't I don't know why I didn't know that, but I didn't know that you know, one of his teammates was having an affair with his wife. Like, I mean, you know, I had no idea. But that was common knowledge. I mean, I'm sure it must have been, but I had no idea. I mean, are there any other nuances to his backstory that you think it's important for people to know or you learned yourself?
1: Um, No, because I did a big profile of him. I think that's what you're referencing a couple of years ago. And there's not a lot of secrets with him because he talks openly about everything. That uh, story with the Indians was the reason he got traded to the Red Sox in the first place, the –
0: and back then, did everyone know that, or nobody knew that?
1: Uh, he, They knew because he talked about it. Um, he opened up about it to, like, Peter Gammons and stuff. He had a young daughter at the time. It's actually the daughter. He's uh, going out to California to, to be around here. She adopted a, a, a couple of uh, uh, young children. Uh, no, she they're not adopted. She has a couple of young children. Um, and, uh, you know, she's a single mother, and he wants to be around his, his daughter and his grandchildren. Uh, she was... Um, very, very young when Eckersley and his first wife split up, and it was really, really hard for him. And the Indians recognized that we, well, we have to trade either Eckersley or our son of fielder, Rick Manning. And uh, Rick Manning was thought to be a future superstar, and uh, he hurt his back and wasn't because that's how things go for the Indians. But <laughs> um, he, uh, yeah, they had to make a choice, and sent him to Boston late in spring training in 1978. Wow,
0: I mean, I, I don't know why I hadn't known that. We're talking about Chad Finn of the Boston Globe. Uh, he covers a whole r- range of things, including media. And you, you talked about the, the the gentleman who might fill the void. You know, Kevin Millar, who has a reputation for being, you would think, maybe straightforward. Will Middlebrooks, who I love his baseball analysis, but I don't know if he's you know comfortable and confident enough to to to, to stand out. And Kevin Euclis, Tony Maserati. I mean, I'll give you. I could give you my own analysis, but without remy and without eckersley it's going to be a struggle until something organically yeah. just happens i mean i what are they going to do
1: it's going to be a struggle because uh then they're, they're not looking for like one person you know eck Ak- uh Ak- remy held the job for a long time until solo him or do every game that neston had and um uh that's really changed around baseball where uh, it's not a, a full-time job. A lot of this because the players in their playing days make so much money that they don't have to really work. A lot of them after right. their careers. And Remy always talked about how he had to get a job after his career ended because he, you know, he didn't he didn't hit those uh, you know uh, huge contracts. So um, a guy like Euclis made fifty million bucks. Does he have to do this? No. Uh, he, he's certainly not going to do one hundred and sixty-two. So it's going to be a um, a, a split up just like it kind of was this year. Um, I'd expect Maserati back, although he doesn't know. Uh, they haven't talked to him about it yet. He said that. Uh, Millar will be back for 20, which for me is plenty. <laughs> um, and I, I think Middlebrooks will be in the mix. They, they tried him out for that in the booth last year and decided to use him in studio. But he's a really um, engaging personality, smart, uh, good with fans on Twitter, um, and and uh, really knows and cares about the game. I'd expect him to get more, and they'd love to get Brock Holt in there, but he's been kind of wishy-washy on whether he wants to do that. I, I I don't know if he's officially retired, but they still thought he was going to try to play. So, mm. I mean, uh, without taking sides,
0: you know, all these guys and Middlebrooks, I love on on Twitter and great guy, I, and and yeah. he really and he's a good baseball guy, and I learned from. Him. I I just like anything where I can actually learn something, and but I don't know if he's got you know has the. The gravitas yet to really carry the day, but I'm just curious. I, I mean, I know you know all these guys. I mean, who do you who do you like the most out of that crew? <laughs> uh,
1: to, to be to be determined. No, I um, I thought Euclid was pretty good this year, but uh, he yeah. was elevated in the three man booth when he was re- with Eckersley yeah. and Dave O'Brien and play by play voice. Eckersley could get really get him to talk about hitting. He wasn't as good when it was him solo or somebody else. So he still got. The, He's got some room to grow, but I thought he was pretty encouraging. I think Middlebrooks would be really good. Um, you know, he's going to have some some uh, sort of ticks and flaws that a young broadcaster has that he'll have to get rid of. But um, you know, Dave O'Brien's a total pro. He'll, he'll he'd work with him if it ends up being him. But yeah. it's uh, you know, two years ago we had uh, Remy and Eck and, and telling their stories about playing together and all that, and it was fantastic. And now you know, Remy passed away last October and actuallys retiring yeah. and uh, uh Nessa has to know they're not never going to have anything like that again.
0: Yeah, it's I have to say, I mean, it's sad. I'm sad. You know, I mean, yeah. I I find myself with an actual adult cuz I don't get that much, I'm jaded, you know, I'm I'm cynical now, but <laughs> right. I I found myself sad.
1: I did. Yeah, I think that was um that was certainly one of the main emotions that Fenway away uh, the other day. um A lot of it was gratitude, too, you know, actressly grateful for the way people felt about him. Fans and uh, Alex Cora and people like that, uh, letting him know. I had John Henry showed up at the ballpark. (laughs) We haven't seen him in forever, but he came by to uh, say Bidek farewell and thank him. So um, it was sad because uh, you have broadcasters who really enhance the the viewing and listening experience. You you have to appreciate them because there are so many that don't,
0: you know. I mean, I, I'm not going to, we got to go, but I mean, I love McDonough and, and Castiglio and I'm not so much a Will Fleming fan, but I mean, I think the best, the best voices on, on the Sox now are, are, are Joe and, and, and Sean. So that's just my, that's just my opinion. And you don't have to chime in on that. Chad, you know, it's great to be able to access you for stories like this. So we, we greatly appreciate it.
1: Sure, Brian. Anytime.
0: All right, Chad Finn, Boston Globe. You got to read his stuff. It's great. I mean, I really enjoy him and he's, you know, he's a New Englander through and through.